in the central regions of the Milky Way galaxy. Astral anomalies littered space in the Theta Quadrant with burning asteroids, while the asphyxiating atmosphere of the planet Xerace lent way to the burning orange clouds that surrounded the desolate celestial body. Beneath the clouds of dust, glowing orange with outer space, the unforgiving primordial surface hides beneath. After thousands of years, strange gases bubbled to the surface, causing the mud and ooze to spring to life with bacteria, and eventually, essence. Within this ooze, otherwise known as the first spawning pool, one essence split into many, and once they split, they began to devour one another. As the essences fed on each other, they became stronger, and eventually they grew and climbed from the spawning pool. The first Zerg. Zerg are an alien species of xenomorphic hyper-evolutionary superorganisms and the overriding antagonist of the StarCraft series, depending on your viewpoint anyway. Completely unlike the Protoss and the Terrans, the Zerg do not take what they can from the worlds they inhabit and make use of them. Instead, they handle their needs in a different way. They have adapted to evolving into the very thing their hive mind culture needs in that moment. This process, referred to as force evolving, forces certain Zerg to genetically mutate in order to match the technological abilities they need to achieve. Like I said, the Zerg operate like a hive mind linked chain of command, in which ultimately, they strive for genetic perfection by assimilating the genetic adaptations and mutations of species they deem worthy to splice into their gene pool. Because of this, there are numerous variations of Zerg, each with a unique gift. Although incredibly efficient and ruthless beings, in the event that a Zerg loses its connection with its hive mind command, they become relatively mindless yet dangerous beings. The collective consciousness of Zerg are named the Swarm due to their ability to create strains and the relentless assaults they employ to overwhelm their foes. Being able to both genetically alter themselves over short periods to meet their needs and having zero sense of self-preservation, this makes them a formidable and unrelenting foe, one of the most dangerous in video game history. So where do they actually come from? I know I talked about the essences in the beginning, but where did that essence come from? Well, here it is. Aemon, who is the evil deity of the StarCraft universe, had his Zelnaga scouring the universe, and upon the first discovery of the planet Zerus, the Zelnaga found the Zerg. The Zelnaga directly intervened in the Zerg's evolutionary process and gifted them the purity of essence. The Protoss had been gifted the purity of form, and hence the counterparts of the Zerg, as the Zelnaga are responsible for the creation of both of these species. Over an extraordinary long period of time, the two species would naturally come together and merge, forming the next generation of Ixel Naga and beginning the cycle anew. Or at least that was the intent. Aemon and his followers, however, had a different plan. Create a single master race that would end all cycles of life by exterminating all others in the universe. From their orbiting world ships, the Zelnaga spurred the Zerg's evolution through protogenetic manipulation. The Zerg survived and thrived. They evolved into parasites, burrowing into more resilient creatures, feeding on nutrient-rich spinal fluids, and finally gained control of their hosts. 
Zerg biochemistry evolved by assimilating genetic information from host species. Only the most evolutionary advanced species were made hosts and assimilated. Lesser species were eradicated. The Zerg ensured they remained the most dominant species at all times. The Zerg steered the evolution of assimilated species, mutating them to have armor-piercing spines, razor-sharp limbs, and ultra-dense carapaces. The Zelnaga were shocked by the rate of mutation, and within a few generations, the first assimilated species were unrecognizable. The diverse Zerg strains became a unified species. Enter the hive mind. <laughs> Literally. The Zerg, a very individual yet united species, while very much single-minded, are driven by a unified need for evolution. Due to past mistakes and the implementation of pride and ego with the creation of the Protoss, the Zelnaga created the Overmind to regulate the dangers of deferring egos and powers in the Zerg Command, which is the foundation of the Swarm. The Overmind, much like the rest of the Zerg evolutionary past, evolved and outgrew its original intent. What started as a semi-sentient basic instinct and survival transformed into intelligence. And over time, the hive mind created the Cerebrates, which are Zerg descendants from the original Zerg parasites of Zeres that existed before the coming of the Zelnaga, albeit being much larger and endowed with much greater intelligence. Each Cerebrate was granted a specific function and control of a Zerg brood. As the swarm expanded with the new species, the Cerebrates turned to queens and overlords to help manage their broods. Although the Overmind possessed the intelligence, it did not have free will. Instead, Amon gave the Overmind an overriding directive to seek the assimilation of the Protoss, thus creating the perfect species that would end the infinite cycle, which is why the Zerg have such a primal need to evolve and overtake everything. It's just in their nature. When Amon engraved his will on the Hivemind, some of the Zerg resisted. The strong-willed and tenacious Zerg became the primal Zerg, and continued to live on as the Zerg did before the assimilation and formation of the Swarm, referring to their weak-minded counterparts as the Corrupt. Thousands of years passed, and over time, the Zerg approached the limits of sustainability that the planet Zeres could provide. The Overmind realized the Swarm could no longer evolve to survive and had to leave the new planet to seek new life to assimilate. Pushing itself to its physical and mental limits, the Overmind extended its senses into space, and much to its surprise, detected an enormous mount of spacefaring beings. Using its psionic abilities, the Zerg lured various beings to Zerus, and well, you know the rest. Assimilation took place as normal, and the Zerg evolved. The behemoths were born as the Zerg learned to survive in space, and the Zelnaga, observing the Zerg take the stars, marked the Zerg experiment as a success. During this time, Amon and his Xelnaga were discovered by the Xelnaga who were resting in Ulnar. The two factions came into conflict in the space over Zeris, with the Ulnar Zelnaga seeking to end Amon's manipulations. The war ultimately culminated in Amon unleashing the Zerg Swarm on his own kind. The Overmind became aware of the Zelnaga worldships orbiting Zeres, 
It severed its psionic link with the Zelnaga, rendering its creators blind to its actions, and, as Amon intended, launched the swarm into orbit against the unsuspecting worldships. Relentless Zerg attacks overwhelmed the defenders within hours. The Zerg laid waste to the Zelnaga fleets and consumed most of the Zelnaga along with their knowledge. The Overmind then processed thousands of sentient minds to grow even more powerful and incorporated the energy of the Karadine crystals into itself. Its creator's knowledge of evolution and protogenic physiology were used to improve the sentience of many strains without losing control. In spite of this, some of the Zelnaga escaped the culling of the Zerg and banished Amon and his followers into the void. Of most importance to the coming interstellar journey was the Zelnaga's knowledge of other species they had influenced. From this knowledge, the Overmind learned of the Protoss and the general location of their homeworld, Ayur, and the Galactic Fringe. In spite of Amon's banishment into the void, the Overmind carried out the directive for which the swarm was designed, perfection to the assimilation of the Protoss. Although the Overmind understood that Amon's ultimate goal would destroy the Zerg, it was incapable of disobeying its directive. With Amon and the swarm gone, the primal Zerg reclaimed Zerus. Unlike their primal forefathers, who bore a very larval body type, the Zerg swarm took on more of a skeletal physique, assimilating to be more like that of their rivals, and they now understood the evolutionary benefits of limbs and feet and only things that were essential for combat. The swarm grew larger and stronger during its interstellar journey. Deep space probes located new species, of which the strongest were assimilated to give rise to new strains. Despite these improvements, the swarm still lacked a true answer to the psionic powers of the Protoss. Prior to 2439, the Zerg spent an age swarming the fringes of the galaxy waiting, devouring, and hungering for more species to assimilate, more creatures to devour, and awaiting the inevitable termination of all life in our great universe. Hey guys, thanks for checking out another episode of VGM. Yeah, that's what I call it. What of it? VGM. Anyway, thanks for sticking with us last week. Ryan and myself took a brief hiatus to enjoy the spring and get caught up. But don't worry, we are back, and we are better than ever. This week I started a StarCraft series, because there's so much lore and backstory to every single species, race, and person in that game. So look for more coming soon on StarCraft. Also, at the end of this episode, this is where the first game starts. I left off there because these games are one in a million, and if you haven't played them and you're a sucker for a great story and tons of lore like me, you should give them a shot. Lastly, I want to thank 13 Palm Trees for continuing to host this content and give a big shout out to the other shows on our network. D&D Kinda, who is DM'd by yours truly, they have a Patreon with some great rewards, so seriously, check that out. Wasted Local Talent, who is doing an amazing service to bands and small businesses in West Virginia. They also have a Patreon, and giving to them would be incredibly helpful to their show, 
as every dime and every dollar goes back in to helping support local and small businesses and bands and stuff. And lastly, we have Gurus of Gaming. There, it's a gaming talk show. You listen to us, so you obviously like gaming. Seriously, check it out. And all the shows on the 13 Palm Trees banner. You won't regret it. Speaking of regret, oh yeah, I regret not being here last week with you all. So much so that I wanted to make sure that I begged you, nay, pleaded with you all to please, oh please, send me some character suggestions. You will regret it if you don't. Not in like a weird murdery way, just like a sad, depressing way. And trust me, I know sad and depressing. So yeah, thanks again for listening to Video Game Mythos. <sighs> Sorry, I can't do the cool thunder voice like Ryan. I suck. <laughs>